All right, there we go. Uh, God, you are so good. Uh, you're in control. Uh, you want relationship with us. You want intimacy with us. Uh, you want to know us, see us, and hear us. Um, I pray that you can show us that tonight through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, this is the one time where you can pull out your phones, because if you have the Bible app, all right? So, yeah. Or, or if you want to check your plan, I'll accept that, too. Uh, just kidding, no. Uh, so, we're going to be in Matthew 6, um, which is, like, essentially the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' famous sermon, right? Uh, the best sermon ever given. Um, so we're going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer today. So, fun fact about the Lord's Prayer, it's actually the most popular words in the English language. There's no, nothing more popular than the Lord's Prayer. Nothing more known. So let's read it together, okay? Uh, starting in verse 5, chapter 6 of Matthew, all right? And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who is in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I'm going to stop right there today, and then next week we'll go on to the rest. But um, here's the big idea, guys. You should pray, right? You should pray uh, because God wants a relationship with you, all right? So what, you know, first of all, let's, let's define prayer. What is prayer? Um, Tim Keller says prayer is intimacy with Jesus. Intimacy with Jesus. You guys think of prayer that way? I'm being intimate with Jesus, you know, the the creator of all the earth, the Lord Almighty, I'm being intimate with him, and that's prayer. Um, questions you might ask yourself or just think about, uh, have you ever prayed before? Growing up, did you lose interest in praying? This is one for me. This prayer changed things. You know, this prayer actually changed something. Are your prayers heard? As we look at the Lord's Prayer here in Matthew, we're going to learn that he, God knows you. God hears you. God sees you. And because of this, you should pray. Uh, the question I'm asking you tonight is why should you pray? And we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. First, God knows you, right? Let's look, let's look back at the Bible, right? Uh, verses 8 and 9. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, so what does it mean? It means a couple things. First, it says our Father knows our needs before we even ask. If someone asks, like, knows that, like, like your parents might know what you need before you ask them, right? They must know you pretty well, right? Or your friends might know. These people know you well if they know your needs. Also, Jesus invites us to call God Father. So our relationship with God is a father and son relationship or father and daughter relationship. Fathers know their children. Think about who is even talking in this passage, right? Who's talking? Jesus, right? It's a clash point right there. Nope, it's Jesus. So who is Jesus? Jesus is God himself, right? So God himself is giving us permission to call him Father, right? The creator of the universe is letting us call him Father. Um, have you guys ever seen, raise your hand if you've ever seen Undercover Boss. 
Sarah in the back. Woo! All right, for y'all who don't know what Undercover Boss is, uh, it's pretty much a show where the, the CEO of a big company, right? Uh, they they get trained, like they, they put on this disguise and they essentially like get trained, you know, they uh, as a new employee. And so, so it's like they're like they put on disguise. It's a big CEO, and they're trying to learn about the company and learn about their employees. Uh, the show is mainly in the states. For y'all who do know the show, there's actually an Australian one. I actually found out found that out this week. I was watching an Australian Domino's one. They have an Australian Domino's. Is that cool? Domino's Pizza. There's there's Domino's Pizza in Australia. Um, that's pretty cool. All right. Anyway, uh, and apparently it's booming. All right. So the CEO of Domino's in Australia goes and becomes a new employee, right? In a couple different stores. He works specifically with one manager named Jen. All right, Jen is in a small town. Uh, Jen loves her job. She's awesome. She like loves her employees. And Don, the CEO, goes to see her firsthand. He was trained by her. He delivered pizzas. You know, this is the CEO right here. He's delivering pizzas. Don saw that Jen was a hard worker. Don also saw the challenges that the store faced. He saw that they had the oldest delivery car in all of Australia. The oldest car. Isn't that crazy? Uh, he saw that the store didn't have AC. So they were, they were baking pizzas, and they probably smelled like sweat and pizza. Um, he saw this firsthand, all right? Towards the end of the show, the big reveal, right? I'm the CEO. You know, it's the bit, my favorite part, right? Um, Don reveals that he's the CEO. He calls her into the office, right? Now he's wearing a suit and tie. Uh, he... He tells Jen, he's like, hey, I'm proud of you. You're doing good work. You love your employees. You make new employees feel welcomed, right? Um, so what does he do? Um, he fixes her store. He gives her AC. He buys her a new car. Um, and Jen never really asked for these things, right? She, she just was known by Don. Um, Don knew them because Don knows Jen. Uh, let's go back to verse 8. You know, let's read that again. Do not be like them. Pray for your father knows what you need before you ask him. God knows our needs before we ask. God, just like the CEO, Don, lowered himself, right? God became man. He knows what it is like to be fully human. He took on flesh, right? And it's Jesus, right? He's Jesus. Just like Don, God is proud to call you son and daughter. God knows you. God wants a relationship with you. He knows your needs. So let's ask that question again. Why should we pray, right? Because God knows you, God hears you, and God sees you. And you might be thinking, great, God knows me, right? But, if he, but does he hear me? He might be someone who's prayed many times and you feel unheard. He's never answered your prayers. Seems like he doesn't want you. But I want you to know he does hear you. Um, God hears you. Verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who is in secret will reward you. Um, God hears you even when no one is around and seems like no one is listening. God hears your prayers. He hears your needs, your thanksgiving. He hears it all. Whether he gives you what you pray for or does not, he hears you. Uh, I remember when I was in 8th grade, uh, I wasn't good at basketball, but my team was good at basketball. Uh, we, uh, we made it to this, the, the tournament. Uh, we made it to the championship. And I've never gone this far with any team. Um, and I was like, God, give us this win. I want to end eighth grade with a championship. Um, and God said, yes. You know, we won that game. It was awesome. Um, fireworks are going. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they gave me my championship ring. I don't know where it went. 
Um, um, but hey, God also says no, right? And that hurts. That says no, right? We don't get what we want. Um, can you think of a time in your life when God said no? Can you think of a time when he hasn't given you what you wanted? Um, I'm sure we all could. And it, it's brutal. It cuts deep. I remember my dad was sick with ALS. Um, I prayed every day. I was like, God, just heal him. I just heal him. I, I, was, I was confident. I was like, he's going to get healed. I'm praying. God hears me. God's good. He, he's going he, to heal him. Um, and he just got worse and worse. At one point, me and my brothers literally had to carry my dad to go to the bathroom every day. He couldn't walk on his own. Uh, we, we had to, um, you know, it's like just to take my dad to the bathroom. It's, um, it's like I wanted his dignity to be there, you know. Um, and eventually my dad uh, was losing this fight, you know. Uh, my dad lost his life on May 18, 2010. You know, I was like, God, why? Why? Why is he gone? I, I need him. I need him. He's my dad. Why take him away? You know, bring him back. These, these, were, these were my words. God doesn't always answer our prayers um, the way we want. And it hurts. And it cuts, it cuts deeply. We all have stories of prayers not being answered the way we want. Can you remember the hurt, the disappointment that you felt or still feel to God? God chooses to give us what we pray for and chooses not to. He makes you wait for it, right? He knows your prayers. He hears your prayers. He wants your prayers. He's your father and wants to hear from you. He, he, he wanted me to say why. You know, he wanted me to say God, why. He wants that. It's all over the Bible. Think about David and the Psalms. You know, uh, Psalms are full of honest prayers. Psalms 22, we're going to read some of it later on. Psalms 13, um, in 40 minutes we'll read it. It's, it's going to be a, just kidding. Uh, these words that we pray to God are heard by him. Um, and he always answers. Sometimes it's not what we want. Sometimes it is. But you can have confidence that God hears you and God knows you. I may n- never understand on the side of heaven why my dad had to go early. But I know that his death is part of God's story of redemption. I want to let you all know in this room that your pain matters. That God is in control and God hears you. Uh, my last point, God sees you, right? Uh, Verse 6 says again, but when you pray, go into your room and shut your door, right? The door is closed and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret, you know, he sees you. Um, He's not only outwardly he sees you, but he sees you inwardly. Some of you don't know my story. You're probably asking, hey, what happened next, Jason, after your dad died? Uh, My question eventually led me to like numbing myself, anything, you know, um, Smoked a lot of pot in high school after that. Spent a lot of time pushing God off. Eventually, I got arrested. And that was a moment of change and reflection. I didn't deal with my wounds, I didn't deal with my wounds before that moment. Part of getting this off my record was going to counseling. Counseling has been a big part of my story. It's a huge part. I talk about it all the time. Ask Mikey and Sarah. They're like, Jason, stop talking about counseling. Um, but good counselors, good counselors have a way of seeing you, right? It, if you've gone to counseling and you have a good counselor, they, they see you. They're like, you don't have to say anything. And they're like, I, I know you're hurting. You know, um, They have a way of making you talk. For a while in counseling, I would just sit there, not say a word. I'd be like, quiet. You know, um, But my counselor, John, he would sit with me. And he would, he, would, he would try to get me to talk. He would be there. He was engaged. He was with me. He saw me. 
He saw that I was hurting and pretending to be okay. He saw that I was really missing my dad and it hurt so much to think about. And he knew that sharing, I would find healing. He sat with me in my tears. He sat with me in my silence. And I appreciate the times we sat together. One of the closest men in my life started off as my counselor, but became so much more. He knew my frustrations, my bitterness, bitterness, so bitter. He sat with me through tears and self-induced shame. He also was the man who did my wedding because he knew me. Um, he was my father figure, you know. Looking back, what a beautiful gift and affirmation that God did see me through these men. Do you know that you are seen by God? The God of all the universe sees you and knows you. Um, you, are, you are seen. He wants intimacy with you so bad. Um, we, don't, we don't want to pray. We don't believe that it changes anything. We don't see value in praying. We don't pray to believe. We don't believe that God knows us, hears us, and sees us. We don't believe that he cares about us. Um, so, Psalms 22 I'm going to read some apart parts of it. Uh, these, these are Jesus' words on the cross, right? He, he said these words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning, Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And you, our fathers, trusted that trusted you delivered them. To you they cried and we rescued, and you they trusted and we were put to shame. But I am warm and not a man, scorned by mankind, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. And then verse 19 says, But you, O Lord, do not be far off. You, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of wild oxen. So here in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus shows us why we should pray. You may be sitting here and have ne never tried praying. Maybe you're sitting here and don't believe that God knows you. He doesn't care about your needs. Maybe you're sitting here and you don't believe he hears you. He doesn't know what you're going through. Maybe you're sitting here and you feel like God has forgotten you. You prayed many times, but you feel like he doesn't see you. You believe that he doesn't love you, so you have given up on praying. You don't, you don't pray anymore. Well I, want, well, I want you to know tonight, God does know you. He does hear you. He does see you. God took on flesh, became fully man. His name was Jesus. He was God's son. Jesus became sin for your sake because of your sin. Jesus, who is innocent, died on the cross. And he was guilty for you. On the cross, he prayed to God, but God turned away from Jesus because of our sin. Turned away. God left him on the cross. God ignored him. God was silent. But when God turned away from Jesus, he turned, he turned towards us, right? Um, he turned his ears away from his voice. He turned his ears towards us. He turns his face to you. Because he does know us, you know. He does see us. He does hear us. He listens to your prayers and he sees where you are and he loves you. You are loved. This is only possible through Jesus.
prayer on the cross was ignored so that your prayers can be heard. So pray to God. He wants to hear from you. Listen, listen to him speak. Um, we go back to our definition of prayer, right? What is it? Intimacy with Jesus, right? The king of the universe wants to be intimate with you. Um, and then during this Lent season, I want to challenge you guys. Ten minutes a day. I want you to pray. Be intimate with Jesus for ten minutes a day. Because he, he does hear you. He knows you. He sees you. He loves you. He sent his son to die because he wants you. Um, let's pray right now. God, you are so good. You were loved. Uh, uh, thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son uh, for sinners like us who don't deserve you, but, um, but you have shown us your grace, uh, which changes everything. It makes us not alone. It makes us has makes us have hope in you. That when we're scared, we can pray. When we're thankful, we can pray. When we're sad, we can pray. When we're excited, we can pray. Because you, you want all of it. In Jesus' name, amen.